Today is Tuesday, October 31st, and today Mary and I were wondering if, on this Halloween, you might like to hear about the scariest place on earth that we've ever been. And now, a word from our title sponsor. Have you been told to follow the 4% withdrawal rule? Not so fast. Hi, I'm Mitch Craver, founder and CEO of Fluent Financial. The 4% rule was based on not outliving your money. By using an advisory advice solution, it is possible to take up to 8% by changing your overall investment strategy and distribution methods, helping you retire earlier and take that international trip sooner. Go to FluentFinancial.com or go to Fluent Financial's YouTube channel. Now you listening may not be in charge of purchasing seasonings for your home. But you do know what tastes good, really good. Goodness, steak seasoning is great. Use it on, obviously, steak, chicken, veggies, or goodness knows what else. No sugar, no MSG, no gluten, but great flavor. Get goodness steak seasoning by going to bringthetasty.com. That's bringthetasty.com. Hey, all Jason Velo here with O'Hale Contractors. I've been in the business for a little over a decade, and one thing I really enjoy doing is serving people. I want to see things made new again, and I can help you through that process by making the insurance claims process understandable and almost easy, believe it or not. Also, I can give you great suggestions on the best roofing system and even ventilation for your home, which ultimately makes your shingle last a little bit longer, even in Texas. Who do you know that wants that level of service? So if you'd like some help with that, you can call me at 972-567-5766 or find me at ohale.com, and that's O-H-H-H-A-I-L.com. The answer to the question, what's the spookiest place we've ever been, Mary? That is pretty easy. That is so easy. It is Easter Island off the coast of Chile. It is the world's most remote island. If you like the phrase in the middle of nowhere, well, in the middle of nowhere is where Easter Island is. It's off the coast of Chile, but but that doesn't describe it well at all. To get there, let's see, Mary, you fly about 10 hours from Dallas to Santiago, Chile. Then you wait, you change planes, and you fly five more hours, actually close to six more hours, due west from Santiago, Chile. Now, if people are trying to figure out what that looks like on a map, and they get to Santiago, Chile, and go due west. There's nothing due west. Nothing is due west. No, the Pacific Ocean is due west. You fly 2,200 miles to land at Mataveri, the airport on Easter Island. And to say this place isn't big is truly an understatement. Oh, yes. This little island virtually has no trees. No trees. At all. Nope. And what is the square footage norm? Well, in in square miles, it's 64 square miles. Realize that Lanai, the smallest island in the Hawaii chain, is about two and a half times larger. 
and our small estate of Rhode Island is about 20 times larger than Easter Island. Yeah. Now, this place has a history, and that's what's fascinating, strange, weird about this place. Now, understand that there's no written history or oral history of the the life of Easter Island. What we have is basically researchers and archaeologists and things like that. But as well as they can determine, the first people to settle Easter Island did so by rowing canoes on the Pacific Ocean from a thousand or two thousand miles away. Yeah, no big deal. No, no big deal at all. And those settlers got there about, oh, maybe in the 1100s, and they called the place Rapa Nui. Rapa Nui. Yes. Now, they wandered along for hundreds of years, forming a society, forming a farming society and a fishing society, and, and existing on what was then pretty nice little island full of trees. But as fate would have it, that changed. And they began carving gigantic heads of stone. And when you say big, gigantic, Norm, you mean huge. Tell our listeners how big these statues are. Well, first, the the people who inhabited Easter Island, this is a volcanic island, so just beneath the soil, there's all this volcanic rock. And to honor chiefs and leaders and gods and whoever else, they started carving these heads. The heads can be 15, 18, 20 feet in height, giant pieces of volcanic rock. And by the way, with pretty solid features, you can tell the faces and everything on them. I mean, like just the the thought of them carving that volcano rock with, I mean, the tools that they made, these handmade tools, is unbelievable. They would then, on some of them, put even on top of those heads what's called a top knot, a big round thing that looks sort of like a skull cap. Um, But they would carve them out of this volcanic rock by hand, as Mary said. And some of them would weigh, the largest would weigh, over 80 tons. The the place they carved them, the quarry, is up on the highest point of of the island. And this island, by the way, Mary, is not very high in any place at all. Not at all. Up in the quarry, they would carve them, and then it would take, the estimates are, as many as 250 men using ropes to lift them out of the place they'd been carved. Then to get them down to the ocean side, where most of the Moais now stand, they would apparently cut down trees and form like a log roller system. My gosh. Yeah, that's what's amazing. Now, how many of these Moai are there? Well, today, either standing or fallen or things like that, there are about 350 of them on the island. Wow, 350. Yeah. I wish these statues could talk oh. because they're the ones that really hold the history 
no one has been able to unlock the true history of what's going on because there's no records. Yes, there's a lot of conflicting histories about Easter Island written. And one more weird thing. These giant carved heads are then set up on a platform called an ahu. And the platform, some there are as many as 15 of these heads up on one long ahu made of flat rock. And that had to be level and polished so that the heads would stay up there. I mean, that's a lot of work. It, it took, you know the old phrase, it takes a village? It took a village. It took a village. It seems like that's all they did. But the ingenuity of that time to get those lifted and hoisted and moved is just incredible. We're talking about 700, 800, 900 years ago. And one more weird thing. All these giant heads to deities or chiefs, almost all of them face inland. Only seven of them, all in one place, Ahu Akivi. Only those seven face the ocean. And this is an island surrounded by the ocean, whose people lived off fish, basically. And again, you wonder why they made that choice. Why are those seven just facing the ocean? I, I agree. Now, what happens to these people? Well, they rock along, and unfortunately, as they exist, making more and more of these statues, they cut down trees. And to cut down trees, they create more farmland. But that also deforests the island. Now, that would have been okay. More trees would have grown back up, except the European rat got introduced to the island. And the European rat, in effect, stops the reproduction of vegetation along the ground. So, so the little sprouts wouldn't grow. And this island then suffers from all sorts of things. Now, it's, its name, by the way. It was called Rapa Nui by, by the locals, and still is, by the way. But it was named Easter Island because in, in 1722, a Dutch explorer landed on the island, and he happened to land on Easter Sunday, which is why he called it Easter Island. Oh, my gosh. Now, there were, were wars fought back before that Dutch explorer arrived and, and people arguing over things that happens in life. But then burned fields and famine. And then when the Europeans arrive, the Europeans bring disease. Disease that wiped out portions of the population. By the way, at one point they estimate 15,000 people lived on Easter Island. Wait, 15,000 people lived right. on this small island? On this small island, 15,000 people. But then more of society steps in. In the 1860s, uh, slave trading happened. And there were estimates of as many as 1,500 natives taken off the island to be slaves. Now, eventually... These slave traders were forced to take some people back with them to the island to, to basically take them back to their home. Here's the problem. When they took them back to their home, they carried smallpox with them. Oh, wow. The population of Easter Island at one point dropped to an estimated 
111 people. Wow, that's quite a difference. Isn't it? And in the timeline, that was like a decade of the timeline, wasn't it? Well, it, it's over some some decades because it swells and then the problems and the conflicts, but then the disease and the rat and all that stuff. It drops it to an almost uninhabited island. Now, today, there's a pretty nice airport there where you can land the big jet at Mataveri. Mataveri's near the biggest town of Hangaroa. There are about 5,500 people on Easter Island now. About 4,500 of them live in this one town, Hangaroa, and the rest, well, the rest are pretty much scattered around the rest of the island. Okay, let's talk about visiting there. The trip, it starts with a layover in Santiago, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Absolutely, yeah. I would recommend that. Yeah, you fly to Santiago, and you, you, you take a day or two before you head out to Easter Island, and this five-and-a-half, six-hour trip there. Now, when you get there, our first recommendation, a guide. Yes, sir. A native guide. A, a native guide. When we were there, we were there back in 2007, and we had a native guide, and she was so proud of the history and so proud of the land. And and knew the land, knew it all. Oh, yeah. And remember, she had us, like, she found, like, a little sea urchin, and she had us try to eat it. Oh, yeah. I, I've forgotten that, or at least I've tried to. Okay, when you get there, how many days should you stay there? Uh, three? Three, four? Four, yeah. Something like days. that. Okay. But once you've got the guide, it, the, the places to visit, number one, the quarry where you can still see loads of these heads still in the ground where when work stopped on them decades ago, they've just sat there forever. Yeah, that's the part, that's the beauty and the spookiness and the eeriness and the whole vibe of the of the island, so that's a must. And you can get hands-on in this island. You can stay right next to these heads, the ones that are on the ground, or get up on the platform, if you will. If you want to. I don't think I would. Well, it's, <laughs> I've got some pictures that you're pretty close to some of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I thought you meant, like, stay right next to them, like... In a hotel. No, thank you. Next, there are three non-active volcanoes on the island. They're now calderas. That's what a burned-out volcano is called. When it blows itself up, what's left is this big, deep shell. There's three of them on the island, and one of them sits right on the ocean. And it's gorgeous. Gorgeous, beautiful, fresh water. Yes, fresh water. Now, it sits right next to the ocean, but the water in the volcano is fresh water. Yeah, rainwater. Yep. There's plants growing down there. By the way, there's little islands in the volcano base. Third, you got to go to all the Mo Well, you can't go to all the Moai sites. There are dozens of sites where these heads are up on platforms. But there are some awesome. There are some awesome ones. Yeah, we got to tell you about one of the places, one of the awesome ones. We went to this place, and it's the place where there are 15 moai facing inland, but with their backs to the ocean. It sits right on the ocean. And as we're down there taking pictures, Mary, a group of wild horses come galloping down. Oh, you know, and they... 
they're right next to you. I have a picture standing where I'm standing right in front of these wild horses and they're just grazing. They're not even noticing you. It's just so beautiful. Well, you got to understand also that there are some cattle being farmed on the island and there are some horses, but there's no fences. <laughs> there's not a fence on this island. <laughs> Finally, if you're looking for nice, deep, White sand beaches. Hey, you're not going to find those. No, these beaches are very rustic and very raw. They're just like right there, the ocean. and uh, But that's the beautiful part of it. And that's also what you were talking about, the spookiness and the essence of it all. It's just gorgeous. It's a great island to explore. And it's a great island, though I'm not, I'm not mobile enough to do that right now. It'd be a great island to hike. Yes, definitely go there, hike the whole island, explore every nook and cranny of it. It's a, it's a fascinating place to go to. Finally, places to stay on Easter Island. Now, when we got there, there were not a lot of places to stay, honey. Not at all. But since, because tourism is booming all over the world, there have been some pretty significant hotels built there. Explora has built a hotel there. There are several small places to stay in guest houses, but we stayed at a place called the Lorana, right on the ocean. It is small. It is clean. It's, it's a wonderful base, and it still only charges about 175 to $200 a night. Yeah, I remember we stayed there. We had, like, two cots. Yes. They were comfortable <laughs> cots, Yeah, but we had two cots. Well, I... Hey, it's I part of I, the experience. The guy called them single beds. We managed to squeeze into one of them. <laughs> now, you can go there and pay $500 a night. We'll make that plain. The Explorer is about $500 a night. By the way, there apparently is another nice place built there. But at about half that price, called oh. the Ohana. Oh, we got to investigate that. Yes, the next time there I, we investigate there. Yeah, I would love to go back. Well, on this Halloween, we thought we'd tell you about this truly spooky, strange, weird island with the fascinating history. This may not be your cup of tea, but when we got there, we loved it. It was our cup of tea. Yes, it was. Today's episode has been brought to you by Fluent Financial, by O'Hell Roofing, and by Goodness Steak Seasoning. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Just Wondering. If you enjoyed it, please hit follow. And then each episode every weekday will be delivered straight to you. And, if we might ask one more favor, please share it with friends. I'm Norm Hitzkes, and every day, I'll be just wondering about something. And I'm Mary Hitzkes, and I'm just wondering too. <laughs>